In a world filled with movie podcasts, three critics from the juggernaut media market of San Antonio decided to change the entire course of the internet. A feat attempted by many and conquered by many to produce a relatively listenable podcast. Devastating truth bombs. Brace yourselves, guys. The Muppets are puppets. You know that, right? <laughs> no! Wait! Oh, okay. no, <laughs> They're puppets. Don't ruin it! And... <laughs> Muppets are puppets. This is gonna... <laughs> Hard facts. Yeah, not Kevin Feige or Feig, whatever, but... I think it's Feige. Is it really? I have no idea. <laughs> Asking the important questions. What is that? What, what was that that I just saw right now? It was like a fat Iron Man. That's it's a Hulkbuster. Hulkbuster armor. That's, that's, that's how he fights the Iron Man. <laughs> this is the Cinesnob Podcast. Welcome to episode 113 of the Cinesnob Podcast. I'm Jared Kingery. And I'm Cody Viafania. Cody, it's been a while. Since we uh, chatted about the old, uh, the old flickering images on the silver screen, it is, and we're in a bunch of different places now. So if you're listening to us on uh, Spotify or iHeartRadio or other formats, hello, welcome. You've got the vinyl that we released. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we we put every episode on eight track and vinyl, uh, limited edition pressing of. You know, one. We're looking at making uh, cassettes, so uh, look for that. If you've uh, the the cassette renaissance is one I don't understand. I can I can get on board with the vinyl stuff, and I have, but the cassettes. I feel like there's a layer of irony with cassettes. Were you a cassettes kid? I was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so you're you. Uh, you know the the pitfalls of them as well, so maybe that's just the thing: is people want to be able to have something that gets totally fucked up. I have. I just. I'm just glad that I finally have something that's a generational touchstone that I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. Like, because <laughs> it's really hard. It's been really hard for me with my group of friends to have that uh, to have that touchstone, and now I'm finally getting to the age where I'm like, okay, yeah, I I, I know some obsolete technology at this point. It's uh, what's some, eventually the next one's going to be like DVD and Blu-ray, and it's just going to kill me. Like that'll be. Really <laughs> Do you remember when they didn't have like glasses that beamed every movie into your eyes? Like, <laughs> I remember when uh, they had two different brands of uh, computer chips that would beam it into your cerebral cortex. <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, we're going to talk about today. Uh, we're going to jump right into the reviews here. Uh, we're going to talk about. Probably the most anticipated movie of the year, wouldn't you say, Cody? Oh, for sure. All right. for sure. Well, let's, without further ado, let's move on to reviews. Here are this week's reviews. This week, we've got Avengers Infinity War. Tell me his name again. Thanos. He's a plague, Tony. He invades planets. He takes what he wants. He wipes out half the population. He sent Loki. The attack on New York. That's him. This is it. What's our timeline? No telling. He has the power in space stones. That already makes him the strongest creature in the whole universe. If he gets his hands on all six stones, Tony... He could destroy life on a scale hitherto undreamt of. Did you seriously just say hitherto undreamt of? Are you seriously leaning on the cauldron of the cosmos? No, that <laughs> I'm going to allow that. If Thanos needs all six, why don't we just stick this one down the garbage disposal? Mm, no can do. We swore an oath to protect the time stone with our lives. And I swore off dairy, but then Ben and Jerry's named a flavor after me, so... Stark raving hazelnuts. Not bad. A bit chalky. The Avengers and their allies must be willing to sacrifice all in an attempt to defeat the powerful Thanos before he gathers all of the Infinity Stones and puts an end to the universe. So, Cody, uh, I believe you saw this today, in fact... Right? Yeah, I'm fresh out. Fresh, fresh out, out of the theater. I saw it at a press screening about three days ago. What did you think of Infinity War? Well, I will do this the best I can without going into spoilers, and then we're going to have to like crack this one wide open. Because um, this is maybe the most heavily guarded movie in terms of plot details and secrets and stuff like that that we've seen recently, um, other than maybe a Star Wars movie. I would say this is the most tightly held, you know, movie that that you will get angry people if you spoil it so we will give you fair warning (laughs) it's Um, all over social media do not spoil this or i'm gonna kick your ass yeah yeah 
So, um, with spoiler-free, I would say that the movie had its challenges laid out in front of it. It has a tremendous cast of, like, dozens of characters. Um, And and the the thing that I was always wondering was, especially based on the previews, how is this all going to come together? How is this going to... um, How is this going to work? And um, I was surprised by how 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 well they're able to balance it um i feel like in a lot of these movies with big casts you spend a lot of time away from certain characters and certain storylines get thrown by the wayside and i feel like this movie actually does a pretty decent job of hitting every character um i think it benefits greatly from stuff that they've done in previous avengers movies which is to uh i mean previously they were like pairing characters together now they're in groups of three four five and they make some wise pairings in the movie. Um, I love the trio of Doctor Strange, Iron Man, and Spider-Man. Yes. Uh, it's a, they're, they're fantastic foils to one another. And I think that Benedict Cumberbatch and, and uh, Robert Downey Jr. are particularly really good together. That, that was the one that surprised me most because I was probably the most bored by Doctor Strange. Uh, when it, when was that? Like two years ago that was released? It was about two years ago, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with him in general, but that movie was just kind of dull to me and giving him someone to bounce off of was really great. And, and him and Downey are, are really good together. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I guess it's not spoiling it there. Those, that's a character mix, but, but anyway, the, the, <laughs> Oh, you <laughs> fucked up, Cody. You spoiled it. <laughs> the, the idea is that, um, I, I, I think that it does a great, uh, job of balancing, um, the characters given the constraints. And I think it does that by, um, spreading them out. That isn't to say that every character group is successful. There's one in particular um, that just was kind of a, a suck on the entire thing, um, <laughs> oh. which, yeah, which was uh, the Scarlet Witch and Vision. I just don't care oh. about that storyline. Mm. But um, but anyway, um, I, I think that that is successful. I also think that, Mar- that, that, that they're really successful in giving a movie – that hasn't been done yet. Um, I feel like every movie so far in the cinematic universe has followed some kind of formula. And I feel like this one doesn't. And it's, I feel like it's a big swing and that's what you want out of these movies. Cause it would be easy to make the Avengers again, or, you know, try to replicate that. And, um, I feel like it's a it's a it's a not only a big swing, but it's an effort to make sure that they don't do the same thing over again, and include some stakes and include um, some some loftier um, end goals. So I think that that's about the most I can say for now, without getting into spoilers. Suffice to say, I thought it was I thought it was really good. Um, I I really enjoyed it. I know you have a certain criticism of the movie that I actually don't agree with you on. Ooh. Um, and um and yeah so i'll i'll leave it at that for now you know uh, i'll i will echo most of what you say uh in that i i thought it was really well handled it was uh you know an original uh take i think by uh, by necessity you know there there was no real formula for this because this is a model they've been building for the last 10 years and that's all the talk is you know the the last 10 years of movies have been leading to this uh, you know, my, my biggest problem is, uh, is frankly one of, of structure that comes with this, with the way they've chosen to tell this story. And I don't necessarily, I don't think it, 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 it makes the movie bad. It does make certain things about the movie frustrating. And I'm not going to talk about that here. We'll talk about that in, in, uh, when we get into spoilers here in a second, but I, I do think that, that the movie is ultimately very successful, um, you know, I, I think that, that maybe, uh, um, I, I do have some issues in the past. I have had some issues with the past in the past with, uh, the way, uh, Marvel has told some of these stories where some of them don't feel like they're their own story. Like they're just leading to the next thing. Uh, a lot of wheel spinning. I, I think, you know, as, as enjoyable as Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was, I think it was just sort of a placeholder, uh, you know, the most notorious setup movie I think they've made is Iron Man 2. Uh, there's other things that are that are just not very good, like Thor The Dark World. But let, let's 
let's stop beating around the bush. Let's go ahead and move into the spoiler zone. Now entering the spoiler zone to avoid spoilers, fast forward to... 49 minutes and 5 seconds. Okay, so let's talk about this, Cody. Yes. <laughs> At the end of the movie, uh, you're, you're told we're told all along that uh, when Thanos gathers these these infinity stones the uh the ability he will have is to wipe out half of the life in the universe with a snap of his fingers and that happens I don't, right you know that i i think you know once you know it's chekhov's gun once you know he, you hear about it it's going to happen my problem with that is that you know it, it wipes out a predictably large number of our heroes but because we live don't live in a vacuum of of not knowing what you know movies are coming next and 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 stuff like that that it goes a little too far i think mm-hmm. and and makes it and and ruins the stakes of it uh you know we're we're basically left with of all the heroes that we've met so far in the marvel universe we're basically left with the five original avengers in uh captain america iron man hulk Thor, uh, uh, Black Widow, and then a few other handful thing, uh, a few a few other characters like Rocket Raccoon, like all of the Guardians of the Galaxy are wiped out. Uh, Black Panther, who just had the, the the third biggest movie of all time, you know, a few months ago, is wiped out. And and there's these those deaths like that you you just know aren't going to be permanent. And I think that ruins a little bit of what came before it. In my opinion, I think it, it lowers the stakes that the movie had, because I think before that there were some real stakes. Like there's some deaths. There are some deaths in there mm-hmm. that are probably permanent. Yeah. Uh, which Well, there's some that, that should be that need to be permanent in order for <laughs> the stakes thing to to really take into effect. I'll talk more about that in a minute. But yeah, I, I yeah, for sure. And, but the, the ending, you know, it, it, and maybe this is my fault. And I, I feel like I'm a, a, a dumbass for not technically realizing this. You know this these two this movie was originally called Infinity War Part One, and then they a few years ago uh, Kevin Feige said something about no we're changing that because we're telling two separate stories they're going to be two different things and I, they're really not you know they're they're not like this is very they're much not. a part one whatever right. comes next as Avengers Four is going to be the rest of this story and it, it's you know this is probably my own personal bias here. I just hate that the manner that manner of filmmaking. It's just it's not appealing to me, and I think it's been done. I think this is probably the best example of how it's been done because I couldn't stand the previous examples like the first part of Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows or uh, the Hunger Games, uh, whatever the last movie was, Catching Fire. Is that it? I don't remember. But just this 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 half a movie thing just really bothers me. Yeah. So that's where you and I really differ on this. And you know that it bothers me, too. I've talked about it endlessly. Um, This is the best example I can ever think of of that being a totally necessary thing to do. Because I think when you look at this movie in a vacuum, it's really important to see what Thanos is capable of. And if you look at this movie in a vacuum, it's dark as hell. Like... The oh, yeah. movie, the movie is the darkest Marvel movie there's ever been f- by far in the cinematic universe, and it's sort. Of, and I know people are making a lot of these comparisons, but it sort of is like the like an Empire Strikes Back version of a, a Marvel movie. And I think that in order to lay the groundwork for what's going to be the eventual hero turn, they had to show what Thanos was capable of and I feel like giving him an entire movie to be like holy shit we've tried everything in this in this character wins there's not a good thing that happens to the Avengers for three hours basically in this movie and it ends on a completely somber crazy note where my theater was dead silent when it ended there's no cheering moments there's no catharsis anywhere it ends with half of humanity being wiped out certain Marvel characters being dead, and then the rest up in the air. So I, I think that that in order for this to this story to be told, I really, really, really like the idea that Marvel uh, took one movie, and in a vacuum, you can look at it and say, this isn't your typical hero movie. Nothing good happens in here. 
everything ends terribly for everyone involved and there's no moment of uh of 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 her- you know heroism in any of it and i think that in order to get to the point where you're telling the complete story of the infinity war to break it up like this is a really smart move so i that's where i differ with you a little bit and i understand what you mean because it it can be seen as cheap but at the same time i really like that they dedicated one whole movie to seeing not only what they're up against to raise the stakes, but also to see them really go for like creating a dark movie where a lot of things happen. And uh, to your point, um, I, 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 I think that you're right in that um, the stakes are messed with a little bit because we know that there's a Spider-Man sequel coming and we know that there's <laughs> another Guardians of the Galaxy. I think what they do with this ending is gonna is gonna say whether or not that's successful i'm not gonna jump the gun yet i think that they're i think that loki and gamora need to stay dead in order for things to really uh in order for stakes to really be established in the movie i fear that gamora is gonna live i think loki's gone probably um, uh, and Heimdall is the other uh, semi-big character that dies, uh, which right. is Idris Elba's character. And I, and I, I don't know. And I think probably uh, the movie doesn't really know either if uh, um, what uh, Taika Waititi's um, uh, Korg character is yeah. still alive. Yeah, uh, and uh, well, Tessa Thompson's uh, Valkyrie. Yeah, and and I think that it depends on what they do from here because if they set up a stakes thing where they have to trade a life to to do something, so like let's say that Tony Stark or Captain America has to die for reals in order to get back the rest of the Avengers, then maybe it's it, you know the stakes are are on level ground if it means that it's one of those because I feel like one or both of those characters is not going to make it out of this whole thing. And I think just based on contract stuff we've heard, probably Chris Evans is probably not going to be attached anymore after this. But right. But I, I think that the, the, the stakes kind of depend on what ends up happening because if they just reverse everything, it's just going to be like everything else that's ever happened in the universe. And so I'm holding out my hope for that one. But, um, you know, I came out of it thinking that it's a really interesting take that they put on it because you had told me earlier in the week that it was very much a Thanos movie I think that's mostly true but I also like that they made Thanos a really complex character yeah it's there is a sense to it a little bit uh you know his motivation you know nothing's nothing's going to compare for a while probably until uh for I'm fucked up saying this. Nothing can compare really to Michael B. Jordan's take earlier this year in Black Panther, I think. When it comes to finding a villain with a motivation you can really get behind, I think this is probably a, a, the second second best villain in you know a Marvel movie so far, uh, along with uh, Michael Keaton, I think was pretty pretty well done too. But the uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. I think it's probably the best approach to this type of film where you're throwing a bunch of characters we already know, and then here we spend probably arguably the most screen time with Thanos. I think of anybody of any say? one single character, probably. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, and and it just I mean like Thanos is uh, Thanos cries in the movie. Like he cries more than anyone else in the movie. So like you're getting a, a weird emotion. <laughs> Does anybody else cry? I don't remember. Uh, uh, Peter Parker might cry at the towards the end. Uh, but, um, anyway, and so I I like that they made him complex. I think that if the movie's lacking one big thing for me, it is, uh, emotional stakes. I think that everyone comes together really quickly in this sense. And I don't know that there's a whole lot of emotional weight beyond Thanos in here. You know, so like in previous Avengers or Captain America, Civil War even, you have complex uh, relationships between the Avengers or you have falling outs or differences of opinion or personality struggles. And you don't really see a lot of that within the Avengers. It's just a lot of action sequences, which are good. They're fine. Um, but I think that, that it lacks a little bit of narrative and and, and, uh, and uh, character uh, conflict um, between everyone else that's not Thanos. Um which uh, I wish there was a little bit more of that. Um, I, I didn't. I never really found myself bored, other than when there was the segment, the extended segment with Vision and 
um, in Scarlet Witch, which I don't, you know. Well, I, I look, I, I don't think those characters have been really established enough to, to care about them. I mean, they're no that, that the plot hinges so much on those two characters uh, in, you know, Vision having one of the Infinity Stones in his head and Scarlet Witch being, I guess, powerful enough to stand up to Thanos. I don't really know what her her importance was in the film other than being close to Thanos. I mean, close to vision, but I, I don't really, I don't, I don't know my comics that well anymore to, I know that they've been a couple in the comics forever, but anyway, uh, what, one thing I was, uh, disappointed in was how the movie handled, uh, Captain America. I think that was probably the biggest character they left by the wayside a little bit. He didn't really have a lot to do. No, he, you know, he didn't. Uh, and, uh, um, you know, this the the I'm with you in the speculation that probably the one person that's going to be gone for sure is Chris Evans, and I think that this this wasn't a a very good Cap showcase, um, which has been something the Russo brothers have done super well in the last two Captain America movies. But uh, um, you know, I, I'm I'm going to disagree with you. I don't think uh, Gamora needs to stay dead, but. And I don't think she will. I'm not ready to... I don't want to condemn the movie as a bad movie, because I really did enjoy it. But I I feel like the the ending was a little mishandled. I think the ending... Look, if you're going to make it a cliffhanger, make it just Thanos snapping his fingers. You know? And then pick up the next movie with everybody dying. In my opinion. Because right now, as soon as it happens, as soon as he snaps his fingers and and you see, and I, I saw Chadwick Boseman dissolve away and I see Tom Holland dissolve away and Chris Pratt and everybody else that, that knowing, you know, in this current environment, I know that they're not killing those characters. Then I, I instantly took me out of it. And, and maybe that's my fault, but it instantly took me out of it. It instantly took, it instantly cheapened the death of Loki the death of Gamora, the death of Heimdall, and everybody else. So, but I think, and that that may be a function of the way that the movie industry operates these days, especially the Marvel machine, where they're announcing their next three years in advance. And I think that it's it's the one case where I think they screw themselves a little bit with that model, because I think you're right. Now, I, I think that it's just tough because you have to be able to look at these things in a vacuum, and you really can't knowing that information. Yeah. That being said, that being said, if you're able to do that and focus in the context of the movie, those are those are stakes that happen that like I said, it, they could have reverberations throughout the universe or the next movie depending on what they do. It's it would be very frustrating to see the, that have that be something that's simply reversed. Um there's been some speculation on where the story is going to go, which you can read about online if you care to. But um, there were some set photos that leaked recently that that um, that led uh, that led people to make their own assumptions about what's going to happen in the future. But yeah, um, I think it's a pretty safe bet that those assumptions are correct. Yeah, I think so. But I, I think that I, I I understand where you're coming from in, in in saying if you ended it with him snapping his fingers. But I also think that. It's an effective ending because you see the devastation and then it ends. So you're not left wondering, I wonder if it happened. You're like, oh, yeah, it happened. Half the world's gone. Bye until next year. And I think that that's more gutsy than anything else. So, mm. yeah, I mean, for, for, for a movie, for the biggest movie of the year and what's probably going to end up being the highest grossing movie ever, probably, to make it this relentlessly dark is uh is i think a credit to marvel for going for it i you know i again i'm not going to disagree i think it's a really good movie uh most of the time and, and it is dark but I, I just think that the ending and this happened this has happened a lot of times to me uh, the ending undercuts their their intentions i think that was probably the uh the well you know avengers age of ultron wasn't that good but the ending especially undercut that for me because here's it builds up this conflict between Iron Man and Captain America that you you know that we know is going to happen in civil war uh in 2 years time or whatever and then it undercuts it by making them okay with one another again i i, I just you, i just 
I just can't take it seriously though. I can't take, I can take, you know, going through the movie, I can take, uh, uh, Loki's death seriously. I can take, uh, all the Asgardians death seriously. I can even as, as much as it was stretching my, my believability, uh, I could take Gamora's death seriously. When Robert down, when, uh, Tony Stark's looking like he's going to die. I really thought this is it. They're doing it. Yeah. And then they pulled back on that and I said, okay. And then when the end happens and everyone dies except for five people randomly, whatever it is, then I, I just couldn't take it seriously. I could. I, and but do you, you think know, it's? Do you think it's? It. it there, any of it can be in the way that it's framed. So thinking at it. I, so in your mind, do you believe that everyone is dying, or do you believe that they're disappearing somewhere else? Oh no, I believe that they're they're dying. Okay. I mean, that's, because that's, I, I, cause that's I, what we've been told the whole movie. It is. Yeah, it is. I just feel like I feel like there's a lot of setup and, and maybe partially maybe it was me reading articles when I got home. But, um, <laughs> you know, I think there's some great moments. So, first of all, I just want to point out, too, that there's prior to this happening, the moment where Thanos gets, you know, all the stones and then you see him like in slow motion, just annihilate all the Avengers. That's a, such a great sequence. Yeah, um, where he's where he's like using each stone to, uh, you know, take them all out, and you see that you're, they're just they have nothing against him. Um, I love that sequence. Um, there is part of me that agrees with something that I read earlier, which was um, about Doctor Strange in this movie, because I feel like Doctor Strange kind of holds the key to a lot of what's going on in this movie and in the future. You know, there's the scene where he talks about he saw all of the possibilities that could happen and only one outcome ends with them defeating Thanos. And, you know, he's, he, they talk about trading a life for a life. And then, um, and then at the end, he willingly gives up his stone to Thanos in exchange for Tony Stark's life. And so to me, maybe that, I think maybe that should stand for something a little bit more in, in 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 the way that you see the ending of the movie i think because it says that to me it says that you know whatever the outcome is that involves them defeating thanos either a involves um them thanos getting all of the stones or b involves tony stark needing to do something make a sacrifice uh, turn everything around or something like that. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know where I'm going with it <laughs> anymore. Well, look, look. Uh, but, I, I mean, I'm. I don't think it's a big plot secret to realize that that you know Doctor Strange knows what he's doing. You know, I, I think that that may be a little bit of a bigger tell than maybe maybe most moviegoers needed. I, I feel like it's a little. Uh, you know, it telegraphs it like, "Hey, I, I looked at these uh, these options to uh, to see what you know. I looked at fourteen million options, and only one. You know, it, it a normal character would be like, "All right, well, let's just do that one." You know, if you if you were presented with that situation, like, "Oh, well, well, how how do we got to do that?" And then yeah. you know, knowing you know, when the audience knows that he knows that, you can. I mean, at least from my point of view, you can you can follow that lead. Like, well, this he's doing this because this is how it's going to win. This is how they're going to win. So, so right. maybe, maybe I I feel like maybe that was a little too much spoon feeding, but you know that's maybe I'm just a little too picky and. Yeah, I don't know. I I I don't know. I I think that I think that I do think that that fact though that lingering fact. I don't know if it. I don't think it undercuts the ending, but I think that it 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 leads me to believe that maybe Doctor Strange has something up his sleeve with the time stone. Um, that that may make you. I don't. I don't know. It's it's weird. I it's just may, maybe I I just didn't see. Maybe it, it's the same way it works for you. It's the same way it works for me that I don't necessarily see them as being dead because I know that they're going to be back. So maybe I'm my brain's choosing to go. Oh, they've they've gone somewhere where they're not existing on on Earth. Well, I, and I, yeah, are you really? I mean, let me just. I'm not 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 to question your uh, uh, perception of the plot, but I mean, are you really? <laughs> are we really are you or anybody else really convinced that time travel's not going to happen? I mean it literally happens to set up the climax. 
No, I know. No, of course. Okay. But I think I think the idea is that is that can you see it in a different way where maybe um, so like one theory I had read I think it was on slash film or something like that was that Doctor Strange had put a spell on on a time dimension to send people instead of dying to a different dimension or something like that. <laughs> I don't know about that. I well I know, but I but I think that maybe I think maybe that the knowledge of of course they're going to be back. Maybe it's me trying to figure out a way to not be disappointed by the fact that <laughs> the deaths the deaths are are not seeming permanent in my eyes. But I I don't know. I I I I bothered by that a little bit, but I'm not bothered by it as much as I thought well, that I would be. I, I, and look, if they can pull off something that's going to subvert my expectations, then I'd be pleased as punch because I think Star Wars: The Last Jedi did that on a lot of fronts. Because it, it, I felt like I knew what was going to happen in that movie, and stuff changed. I don't feel like this one is as you know. Uh, this this has a direction it's been going for years and years and years, and I feel like you know that's very much less likely to happen in this case. But you know, I I, I get a sense of where it's going, and I think the movie dropped enough clues to tell you that hey, they're just going to go back in time at some point and fix this. And then that that plays into uh, that if you've been following the news, the set photos that have leaked and et, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, knowing, you know, and that's end credits stinger, by the way, plays into it as well uh, that teases uh, Captain Marvel. You yeah. stuck around for that, right? The- yeah. I just feel like it. I, I would be really disappointed if it were that simple. You know, like if it like <laughs> it's if it, going to be that simple though. I mean, well, I kn- well, I know, but if, but I I mean, as as simple as we're just going to go back in time and reverse this. Like, I r- really hope that there's they've got something more clever than that. Obviously, if time travel f- is definitely going to be part of it, but I, I just hope it's not like oh, we can just go before this ever happens and take away the stones or hide them or like I just I want it to be a little bit more complex than that. Maybe that's a little bit more credit than they deserve that they'll be able to do that but um but yeah and i think that too um i i feel like um and this is something we didn't talk about because we've been mostly talking about the end but um i actually really liked uh the humor in this one too um i feel like it was really funny um in in the parts where it wasn't overwhelmingly dark i i think yeah and uh, you know it leans pretty heavily on that uh, uh guardians of the galaxy slash thor ragnarok style of humor I think they've they've finally found a good footing with Thor. I wasn't as big a fan of Ragnarok as a lot of people were, uh, but I was more so a fan of the funny stuff than I was the the dumb dour uh, Asgard stuff. Uh, and I think the I think the scenes with uh, with Thor and uh, Rocket and Groot are really well done. And uh, when they arrive on whatever that thing is, where Peter Dinklage is there. Uh, was it like a, a cosmic forge for weapons? You know what I'm talking about? Separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I thought that was I. I at Peter Dinklage's appearance, I laughed at quite a bit because you're like, oh, there's going to be this planet of trolls uh, or whatever they were dwarves, and yeah, they're all dwarves, but they're all giant compared to humans. I just thought that was a great joke, but yeah, I, I and I think uh, Robert Downey Jr. delivers uh, when he first meets. Uh, uh, Peter Quill, Star Lordy, he has a great line where he says, "Like Missouri is Earth, dipshit." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that I think was the funniest line in the whole movie. But yeah, I, I, I really, I maybe this is just me, but Robert Downey Jr. calling uh, the the one of the children of Thanos uh, Squidward. <laughs> Squidward. <laughs> that was, was a great, really funny. <laughs> that was yeah, a that great was show. a yeah. Um, and and I I feel like the um the one thing that maybe didn't work humor wise. Was a very the, like the Thor versus uh, Peter Quill thing. I, I didn't. I really wasn't a huge fan of that sequence for I liked whatever it. reason. I liked it all right. I think there's a little bit of a uh, uh, time discrepancy though, because I think the uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy two technically happened like a few years before Thor Ragnarok. The Guardians of the Galaxy two was happening during Age of Ultron, I believe. So, but they but, don't. But they don't necessarily imply that. I mean, we just happen upon the the guardians because I mean, Groot is has gone from a baby to a teenager by the time we find them in this movie. So, but he was I a teenager in the tag of. Uh, 
Right, but we but I I just mean that like the events of of Guardians two, um, probably I mean this is probably a couple of years after that. If I I didn't I didn't see a problem with that. I, I'm I'm okay with it, but it's just I just was curious about it. <laughs> you nitpicky. No, I I just was trying to think about uh like how, what they've been doing this whole time. Like maybe, oh, that's another thing too. Uh, uh, <laughs> we get the uh, the good old uh, uh, excuse for Hawkeye and Ant Man not being there is that they're under house arrest, <laughs> uh-huh. and that really annoyed me because one, it's the end of the goddamn world, and two, you've got an Ant Man movie coming up in a matter of months. I, I I don't understand what that movie is going to be about. I've heard rumblings that it's going to be set before Infinity War. That's what I've heard too. Which, first of all, I don't even understand how you get people to come see that movie. Like, what? What's the? What is the? I don't believe Marvel's ever willingly or or, or blatantly done a, a a movie that's set before something else that would be obviously set before it. Because, like, I believe Thor and uh, Iron Man two are technically happening at the same time. You know, if you look at the timeline. But what's the appeal of going to see the Ant Man movie? that's uh, set before infinity war when you haven't seen this guy since civil war and even right. then it was a cameo I, I just don't i mean i could give a shit about hawkeye but i want ant-man to be a good character and i don't think i don't know i just don't know i don't know what the what that movie's going to be about anyway i yeah i don't i don't know i don't know um i it was a i mean it, it answers the question of why hawkeye is not on the poster for sure um uh, but uh, it was very strange that they weren't even – they were a throwaway line, basically. Um, and, um, yeah, I, it's super weird. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that, you know, Hawkeye's had maybe the most criticism of any of these characters. And um, I don't know. I Because I, I, I had thought that they were supposed to be in it originally. Did they get cut out or – I don't know. There's a lot of speculation uh... – because, you know, I, anybody can update an IMDb page, but there was, you know, uh, people like uh, Angela Bassett were on the, the list uh, as, uh, you know, uh, what was whatever her character's name was in Black Panther mm-hmm. and a few others. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I assume maybe they'll be in part two. It'd be weird if they were. <laughs> it'd be weird if they weren't. But I, I don't know. It's. I don't understand how you have all the heroes and you don't even have time for two of them. But I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's there were some things that got really short. The short shrift, short shaft. How do you say that? I don't think it's short shaft, is it? <laughs> I, I don't not. believe. <laughs> I got the short shaft. I lucked out. Um, or I lost, depending on your point of view. That's a dick joke, Cody. Yeah, it's a good one, babe. Thanks. Uh, but... I think uh, Black Panther, after having you know a, a huge debut earlier this year, I think didn't have a lot to do in the movie, along with Captain America, along with um, uh, uh, Black Widow. I think uh, uh, I, I liked Bruce Banner's arc mostly. I thought it was interesting that he could never turn into the Hulk. Um, yeah, that was I, that, that was good stuff. I feel like though there there's weird some weird underlying issue to it though, which I, I don't really understand but you think uh, it was an erectile dysfunction uh parallel well no because remember like the hulk kept telling him no yeah like he didn't want to i I don't know yeah 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 i i think that for me uh the most important well not the most important but the most interesting thing moving forward is to see what captain marvel is because we had always heard that captain marvel was going to bridge the gap between earth and space that's what they originally said um and her movie is right i believe right the one right before whatever this sequel is going to be um so but that movie apparently takes place in the 90s i thought so well yeah that's the the thing i don't i don't know what the timetable is on that i thought it was coming out before i think it is yeah so before uh um yeah because captain marvel's coming out march 8th of 2019 and avengers is coming out on uh, May 3rd of 2019. Yeah, so there'll be, uh, you know, that'll answer, uh, you know, it, there's speculation I've read that that, that will, movie will end with her getting the page or whatever from, from Nick Fury. <laughs> <laughs> she'll, she'll have something on her beeper. 
Yeah, I, like yeah, she'll be he'll hit her up on her beeper. Uh, yeah. Look, bottom line is I, I think it's a good movie. I I just feel like that there's the the manner of storytelling that they've been doing for the last ten years. And you know what? It, it, it's it's their own fault. I, I'll take responsibility for not being able to suspend disbelief to an extent. But when you're making these episodic movies and you are telegraphing years in advance what you're going to do, then you can you, I can hold I can hold them responsible for for lowering their own stakes by killing people, killing characters that I, that I know aren't going to be dead forever because they've got a movie lined up in two years or whatever. And I and I and for me, um, I just wonder and I I struggle to to make this as because I have been the most I've, I've been very vocal about the fact that stakes don't seem high within Marvel movies, but that's more because the characters come back like they'll die and then they come back. It's not necessarily knowing that they're sequels that bothers me. So for me, I have to weigh the option or the idea that the ending is undercut by knowledge that's happening off screen. So what I want to do is try to see it as an, like take everything on screen and, and, and be able to uh, compartmentalize between what I know that's happening inside the movie and being invested in, in it between, you know, what I know in terms of the Marvel calendar release dates. So I, I, I'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt in that sense and look at things in a vacuum and try not to bring anything else into it, which is really hard. It's nearly impossible to do, but I think if you can, I think that the ending works out really well. And and it just it just you know it's people have to make that decision if they're going to let knowledge of how the whole cinematic universe shakes out behind the scenes, if they're going to allow that to undercut the ending. And for some people, I'm sure it will. For me, um, it didn't as much as I thought. Look at you, Mr. Pie in the Sky. Yeah. It's, it's it's rather charming. You're you're Thanks. normally you're normally the cynical, the super cynical one here. Well, I am, and I think that I have been critical about stakes within Marvel movies, and I and that's why I felt hypocritical when I was thinking about that. But as I think of it more, the stakes were never about, you know, like uh, you know, uh, you know, Nick Fury dies, but there's going to be a whatever coming out, whatever. It it was more that like, you know, there's like there's which one is it? Is it the second Thor that has like the two false Loki deaths in it, or whatever? Well, yeah, um, yeah. A Loki uh, dies in in the second Thor, and I thought that was for real. Yeah, so uh, did I. And then it, it showed you at the end that it wasn't. Um, and that's like, or like Coulson dying and then magically appearing back to life. Like that's the kind of shit that bothered me within Marvel's movie in terms of stakes. That had nothing to do with knowing what's happening later. I mean, look, the fact of the matter is uh, even if we didn't know that there's going to be more movies, certainly you wouldn't watch that movie and, and think that all of those characters are permanently dead. Like you, like you have to intellectually know that that's not going to happen just because you can't wipe out half of, everyone and uh and and have this still be a marvel franchise movie that's good for families and and all of that stuff like so i think intellectually you know that even if even if we had no idea if any of these movies were coming back that these characters were not permanently gone um well so that that begs the question then for me is when the second movie does come out and at least some of these deaths i won't i won't say all of them but at least some of them are, are taken back Will that retroactively affect your enjoyment of this movie? Like I said, I think that it all depends on what cost it takes to uh, reverse the deaths. Yeah, okay. So, if it's, so yeah, so if it's Captain America has to die and Iron Man has to die, but then everybody else can be alive, how will that work? I think that I think that would validate the the deaths in this movie even more if that happens. Honestly, because I think that you will see that yeah, there were actual stakes. And it required some other characters to give their lives in order to return it back to normal. That's better than reversing it for me. So I think that if that were to happen and the stakes were established where where maybe not stakes were were real within this movie, but stakes uh, but the the results of uh, or the ending of this movie resulted in stakes in another movie, 
that were legitimate and had some long-lasting effects, like killing off characters for good, I think that that makes it even better. Because uh, right now I'm sort of in the reserving judgment phase, and if it pans out that that's what's going on, I think that it will it will be well worth it. So I mean that's just how I see it. I don't know how you feel. I I, I feel like it's I feel like it's going to go exactly the way I think it's going to go at least to a point. I mean I don't know who's going to stay dead permanently, but I mean I know it's not Spider Man. I know it's not Black Panther. I know it's not Groot. I know it's not Star Lord, et cetera, et cetera. You know, there's there's people that I know. You know, and I think frankly I think the people that that are most likely to be dead forever in this universe are the people are at least some of the people that are still, still alive. And I don't know really what that signifies, yeah. but you know, I mean, but look, all- I was just going to say the thing that I like and, and that I speak to the darkness is, and if, and if it's true, they kill one of the most beloved franchise characters in, in the cold open of this movie. So, I, like, I to me, I respect the hell out of that because I mean, seriously, they they take one of and in Loki, even as a villain, is one of the most liked characters in this entire franchise, and they just f- fucking kill him in the first ten minutes of the movie, which I just I I really admire that. But he's been killed before. That's the that's the thing. I, I feel like it's permanent, or at least in that version of the story, I feel like it's permanent. But again, that was undercut by even by Thor and later in the movie saying that. It's the second or third time it's happened. Do you remember that line? I do. Yeah. So I don't know. I I, I don't know. I I mean that was probably just being funny, but I feel like there's not a, a you know I feel like anybody that's died is is likely to come back. I mean I, I I don't know. There's just there's something about this that it and I was on board like I said until the very end and I thought well nothing means anything really because they're not going to wipe out everybody. Without, you know, you know, the, the, even even none, none of what Thanos did is going to stick, period. I don't I don't think. But um, I don't think it was ever meant to in the grand scheme of things, because I feel like that's a superhero movie. You can't have giant comic book superhero movies about superheroes that end that the end result of all all things considered and after everything has happened is that the villain wins. So you know, obviously, that things are going to be undone, and it's just, are you willing to go along for the ride? And so that's, and so knowing that the hero turn is coming, that's why I like that they kept it bottled in one movie. So for, at least for this one three-hour movie that stands on its own, the villain wins. Well, and I think that that's a, a novel thing to do, in my I, opinion. I, look, I, I, I think you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. When I say undone, I mean like literally undone. I don't have a problem with with a villain progressing and winning and 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 causing real losses, but the way this story is laid out and the way it ended with with such high stakes, I feel like none of none of what he's done, or at least this this giant mass death, none of that is going to stick. And I think they've telegraphed that with the time travel, you know, references and even showing how it worked briefly in the movie. So that's a problem I have is that that the stakes that are at the stakes that are that that happened in this movie. Is that the right way to say it? The things that happened in this movie that show that there were some stakes in this universe are going to be the way this is going and the way I feel and the way the, the, the breadcrumbs of the movie laid out is that it's going to be undone somehow. So it's not going to be like, hey, they Thanos won. And then we came back and kicked his ass, but we still lost all these people. I don't think that's going to happen. Right. Anyway. We'll see. We'll see next year. All right. Let's get out of the spoiler zone here. Now leaving the spoiler zone. All right. Final opinions of Avengers Infinity War. What, uh, What is your grade, Cody? So my grade is a real solid B. Um, I feel like it's very upper tier Marvel. I would say probably in their top three to five. So I could be, I could almost be swayed into a B plus and I may, I may, as I think about it, I may actually, you know what? I will bump it up to a B plus officially. What? Uh, yeah. So I'm going to say upper, upper tier uh, Marvel stuff. I really appreciate the direction that they went with it. 
I think that um, the fact that it's self-contained, well, not self-contained, but split up into two parts actually helps it in this case because it it, it kind of went exactly how I was hoping it would go. And um, and uh, I think that it's – in the parts where it's not really dark, it's really funny and entertaining and, um, you know, uh, maybe a little bit too reliant on action sequences, but the action sequence are, sequences are good. So, um, so yeah, I, 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 I really liked it. Uh, I'm going to give it a B, and my B is a little more disappointing than I think your B – well, you're a B plus now, but your B would have been. Uh, I, I do think it's a, a, a very uh, fun and uh, – well, fun maybe is not the right word, but it's very entertaining, and it kept me interested uh, – you know, we talked in the spoiler zone uh, about how the ending, I feel, kind of undercut a few things. But uh, I, I am very excited to see where this goes. So um, B for me. All right. Uh, if you want to reach us, you can email us at podcast at cinestop.net. You can call us at 920-FILM-210. That's 920-3456-210. You can find us on Twitter at Cinesnob, Facebook, Cinesnob Critic. Uh, anything else to add before we go, Cody? No, I think that's pretty much it. I think that, and we'll probably be off for a week because I don't, I don't think any thing of substance is opening next week to let this movie just conquer the world for a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I don't think uh, Tully or Overboard is going to uh, unseat. Uh, well, I've uh, seen Tully, and it definitely. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to unseat happened, anything. What happened to Jason Reitman? Man, I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. Yeah, uh, it's. I mean, it's better than Labor Day and Men, Women, and Children. Oh, I never saw Labor Day. Oh boy, that's the Josh Brolin like eats a pie or something, right? Uh, he yeah <laughs> he he like sexily makes a pie and then yeah, yeah it's uh that movie is garbage. I hated Men, Women, and Children too. Oh so. yeah, yeah, and nothing nothing better than a cautionary tale that doesn't understand the subject matter that it's acting like it's entirely dangerous yeah uh yeah remember the evils of tumblr <laughs> I think, well i don't even remember when that movie came out but i think you and i looked at each other we were seeing that we saw it together and uh when uh uh it's caitlin deaver and as uh, it ansel elgort yeah they're looking at tumblr and uh, she says something like, "It's a place for people to, you know, tum- it's where people, you know, uh, people reshare pictures and talk about their thoughts." Like, so yeah, Tumblr, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, we, you, why are you telegraphing it so much?" Like, mm-hmm. yes, Tumblr. Um, yeah, that movie sucked dick. That would be a fun one to do, like a, a mystery science theater type commentary on. Oh God, and Jennifer Garner's character was so terrible, and didn't uh, wasn't Adam Sandler's character cheating on? Like he was using like uh, Ashley Madison or something, right? Yeah, I think so. Oh, God, I need. I I kind of want to watch that movie again because I know how bad it was. But anyway, it's real bad. Anyway, <laughs> all right. On that note, I'm Jared Kingery, and I'm Cody Viafania. Thank you for listening to this Cine Snob podcast. To read reviews, interviews, and more, visit cinesnob.net. See you next week.